Welcome back to Rockhound Radio. It's Tuesday and it is it is quite a day because today's the day that we finished Bioshock. Oh yeah, it's the finale episode and uh, it came a lot quicker than I expected. So yeah, we had a lot of fun playing. Make sure you uh, catch the finale on the YouTube channel where you can see the fight with Andrew Ryan. You can uh, witness the ending of all endings. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It was, you know, I honestly... <clears throat> Didn't expect to be finished up with it as quick as I was, and I figured today I'd re- record like a solid hour, and then I'd have maybe another hour on top of it. But uh, if I would have, if I did a little bit more exploring, I'm sure it would have been. But uh, no need. We took on old Frank Fontaine, and we ended up getting the good ending, which I uh, will talk about all the endings. But uh, let's see, yeah. We'll do the lead up to to uh, yeah about said Andrew Ryan, but he's already dead. No, we're the lead up to fighting Frank Fontaine. So last week we left off building our own suit to become a big daddy. Well, we had to get like the pheromones and all that junk, and then we were slowly we had to, we knew we had to build our suit right. So this week we jumped right into the rapture, jumped right into the suit of a big daddy to be on our very own. But yeah, you pretty much run around the rapture and. I kind of got turned around and confused. I will say the map in this game always confused the shit out of me. I always, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, it steps and then arrow to the air to this area, but for whatever reason, I was always very confused by it. So I did get turned around for a little bit, but uh, no. Eventually, we got suited up. You find, I found the helmet first, and then when you put the big daddy helmet on, you're like looking through um, like an oval, like a scuba, like a scuba gear mask or. So like the old timey scuba gear where it's like a big, you know, you're like wearing a cauldron on your head. But yeah, you get the helmet and then you have to, which like as soon as you get the helmet, dude, it just, it's so cool because you get like the big daddy groans. He's like, and all that. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. And then you get the suit and then once you get the suit, you, I think it was like 20, you're 25 more, 25% more resistant to all damage which it like makes a little note. It's like, you're going to need this, which I mean, ultimately I probably could have dialed it up for the last fight, make it a little more interesting. But, uh, but nonetheless, we did, we did become a big daddy. Oh, and then the last thing you have to go get the boots. <clears throat> so you get the boots. And then when you get the boots, you like literally lumber around, you can like hear the big footsteps and the, you know, the roaring and the, you know, the going on and stuff. So once you get suited up, you can go retrieve your very own little sister. So you go up to one of the little portals, and well, not really portals, but tunnels or whatever it is, and you like hammer on it just like you've seen in the in the game before this. But this time, you are the protector. So you get this little sister, and she, you know, pretty much roams around, and you have to. I think there's three test subjects, and it says. Well, it doesn't really say anything, but you pretty much have to defend her while she gathers the atom. But yeah, it is pretty cool. It goes pretty quick, but uh, there's three little stops. <clears throat> the one stop, it's got like a security camera and a turret. I would heavily suggest that you hack that turret. I think it's the the last test subject because it's pretty much right above where your little sister is collecting atom. So it does it can get pretty interesting, but I just wrenched it out because I mean, dude, the wrench, like I said, super overpowered. Um, especially if you got like the wrench jockey, I spent the rest of my atom on upgrading 
I think my health, I bought some, <clears throat> I bought some plasmids I really didn't even need because I didn't even really use them. But yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. You, as soon as you do all that junk, you, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the test subjects. So you make your way through the rapture and you get to the very final, like it's like the final elevator. You're going to take the final ride, baby. And basically what happens is the little sisters have been, you know, helping you along the way. Um, Tenenbaum is, I think you get one more gift. Like I rescued the last sister and you get like one last gift from Tenenbaum and it's like 200 plasmid and a bunch of other junk. <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I will say it was very rewarding doing the good ending. You, uh, you definitely get a taste a little bit better of the powers and a little bit, you get a little bit more spending money. Yeah, it does turn out pretty cool. So we're all suited up. We've done, yeah, let's check my notes real quick. Yep. So you are making your way to Fontaine. You make it to the very last elevator. And it's pretty much like, you know, this is, there's no stopping here. And it's, it goes, eh, I don't know. Like I took, I took a couple minutes to go through and reload all my guns, make sure that I had the correct ammo selected. I think I went through and like, threw on the grenades, I threw on the exploding buckshot, I made sure all my guns were reloaded, because like Tenenbaum says, this is a fight that you need to be prepared for. So yeah, I took the elevator up, and I said, you know what, Frank Fontaine's going down, dude, this is it. You enter this like arena, like almost like an arena slash lab slash, I don't even know, it's just, a, and you see this monstrosity of a man probably realistically seven foot maybe at least probably seven foot tall and he's just like severely like all jacked up and he doesn't even have like a skin color it's like blue and you can just see that the effects of the plasmid the plasmids and trying to become all powerful has taken a toll on his body but before you go up the elevator uh, Tenenbaum says that you need to retrieve the atom from Fontaine to like drain him of his powers and ultimately weaken him. So the little sister gives you his little, or their little, I don't even know, syringe, gun syringe thing, to take in to the fight. So the fight starts, and you pretty much walk up. He's like, attach this machine. <clears throat> and you walk up, and you just jam this giant needle in his chest, and then like start drawing the atom out, and your like atom wallet starts like, ting, 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 ting. And then in between, there's like four times where you have to draw the atom out of him. Um, let's see, what was it? You had to, there was like four little mini rounds or three little mini rounds. I completely obliterated him with the rocket launcher or the grenade launcher. I honestly, I like shocked him or like threw some bees at him and then just like went to town with the grenade launcher. And it, it didn't take very long. But yeah, you go through, you like knock his health down, and then he will go back to the machine where he's vulnerable, and then you'll shove that giant needle right in his chest, dude. It's it's pretty fucking wicked, I will say. But yeah, you do all that, and then once you, I think it's like once you do drain the atom four times, there's like an explosive moment, and he like knocks you back on the ground, and you're laying there, and you're pretty much, he's like walking back and forth um, over top of you, pacing and just kind of like muttering to himself, and it's like, you know, this isn't going to be good. He's probably just going to, I don't even know, rip my existence into two pieces and just say to hell with you. But lo and behold, what happens next? 
you get a bunch of little sisters that are like, leave him alone, leave him alone. And they all like jump out of nowhere and they just jump on top of them and they all just start like stabbing them with the, uh, with like the atom syringes. And it gets pretty, <laughs> definitely check out the video. It's definitely a, definitely a gruesome scene. And then, uh, yeah, Fontaine is dead. You have, you know, you've conquered the King of Rapture. And then it goes on to show, like it goes into like cutscene, like cinematic mode. And it shows you going topside with all the little sisters and pretty much rescuing them. And then it shows that it's like Tenenbaum is narrating the story. And she basically talks about the one thing that you wanted was them to have a life. And then it shows them like getting married, um, having a child. And the, like you just see like the hands. Like you see like a like a couple hands with rings getting put on them. And then you see a woman's hand with like a little child's hand. And then like throughout the narration, it closes with your hand on like a hospital bed. And you look pretty weathered. And then you see like five of the what I were what were the little sisters' hands like reach in and like hold yours, and basically it like closes out. You know everybody's happy. You saved them. They got to live their life. They got to experience everything in life that they wouldn't have gotten if they were little cronies in the rapture. But yeah, and then the game's over, and you saved rapture. You saved little sisters, and you saved yourself ultimately. And I said, damn, what an ending. <clears throat> and then I said, you know what? I want to look up the other endings and it turns out that there is two bad or there's two endings. So you have they're they're like the neutral, the bad and the good. And actually we just finished the good ending, which I will say I'm pretty happy with how the story played out. I thought it was pretty cool that you know the the big ruse with Ryan and then with Fontaine and then pretty much figuring out that you were like a biological I don't even know, you were like an experiment. Yeah, you overcome the rapture's power and Fontaine's power, and you save the little sisters, and you go on to live your best little life pretty much is pretty much what they say. Well, don't really say, but what's implied. But yeah, it is pretty cool. You saved them. You rescued them. And uh, what we're going to do is go to break, and we come back from break. We'll talk about all the, the, the other two endings, and then we'll give our final thoughts, and then uh, we might talk about a little what we're going to do next week since uh, Bioshock's up and up in the air and finish for now. But all right, I will see you guys in a minute. All right, we are back from break and we are going to talk about the other two endings to this game. <clears throat> so like I said before we went to break, there's three endings. You have the good, the neutral, and the very bad. Well, the neutral's still kind of bad. But like I said, I talked about the good ending because that's the ending we got. You know, you save everybody, you know, blah, blah. So the bad ending. <clears throat> it says, you must harvest only one little sister. You take command of the rapture, taking the plasmas and splicers, unleashing them onto the world, bringing destruction and death. Now, this is, this is like quite an idea. So what we're going to do is jump right into the extra bad ending. So you must harvest every little sister. It is the exact same as the under other bad ending, same scene. The difference is that Tenenbaum, who narrates all the endings, is just angrier with you in this one. The other, she is just sad, and here she's just plain angry. So just think about that. <clears throat> you take over the, the rapture, you like take the genetic key right to all the plasmas and shit, and you just become ultra-powerful. You become the next Fontaine. And I remember... I have to watch the end scene, but I will say I do remember 
like when you do the bad ending, like the scene is pretty wicked because you, I mean, you do exactly what it says. You unleash these splicers and plasmids onto the world and nothing good becomes of it. I mean, coming becoming all powerful <clears throat> often comes with, you know, bad things, right? Nobody that's ever been super powerful with powers or anything like that has ever done it. Well, there are reasons to believe that, you know, you call them superheroes, but most of the time, more power and more power makes you just make bad decisions, man, because who's going to stop you, right? If you're all powerful and you not really all knowing, but yeah, who would, who would put a stop to that? Well, thankfully we were there to do that very thing. But yeah, it uh, definitely is a cool ending knowing that, you know, you saved him and stuff, but it's even kind of cooler thinking about the reality of the situation. If that were to be true, I mean, it's just like the, I mean, take this little side, we'll take a little side note, picture something, you know, they're creating super soldiers in whatever area 57, you know, not area 51 because, you know, it's not a real thing, but, uh, you know, say in this underground, whatever, they're creating these super soldiers and then all of a sudden one guy just gets dosed up, dude. And he's all jacked and he's like, you know what? We're going to take over the world, dude. And then he just unleashes that power into the world and there would be. It'd be tough to say. It would be an interesting, it'd be very interesting to see what would happen because I don't see, you know, I don't really foresee it being a good fight if that were to happen. But yeah, I mean, just the idea of taking over the world and just being the new Fontaine and just the rapture just expanding. I don't know. I thought it was really cool. I'm the second Bioshock, actually. I don't know if we're going to play it right off the bat. We'll definitely play it at some point for the channel. But uh, no, I will say. The second one is more focused around you actually being a big daddy and some other wild shit happens like you're a big daddy in the whole entire game and it's uh, it's actually pretty sweet. You can dual wield your plasmids and your guns. You actually get a rivet gun. It is uh it is pretty badass. I have not played it for a long time. I think I've only beaten it once. But I will say it's a little bit more I don't know, it's a little bit more expansive than the uh, the first Bioshock. The first Bioshock is pretty much just like point, gun, and run. Explore your area, you know, get some story concepts and stuff. The second one's a little bit more strateg or strategized, I think, because, you know, you are a big daddy, so a lot of you collecting Adam in the Rapture is protecting these little sisters, so you have to, like, set up a perimeter. Um, there's a whole lot of, there's a lot more, like, tripwires and things like that. The rivet gun in that game is just badass, dude. And then you end up fighting, like, a... I think they call her like the big sister or something, which looks like a big daddy, but it's like this super fast, it's like a chick, but she's like super fast and runs around the rapture, and yeah, you definitely have to check that out, <clears throat> but I will say, very, very cool game, we'll, uh, what we're going to do is just kind of give our, we'll give it, you know what, I'm going to give it a rating out of five, and that's what I think I should start doing with all the games we play on the channel, um, I will say, you know what, let's rate the other games we've played. So Pokemon Scarlet, I got it. You know me. I'm gonna give that a five out of five. I love that game. We played uh, Limbo. I, I would say just for being what it is, I'd give it like probably like a four, just because it's pretty. You know, it's pretty good. There's really not a whole lot of narrative to it. Stardew, absolute favorite gem of a game. Definitely five stars for me. <clears throat> and then we have Bioshock, which I'd give Bioshock like a solid, like probably like a four, three and a half, four, just because. You know, not that these games are outdated or anything like that, because it still is a good game, you know, however many years later. But, 
you know, you kind of get that your one track brain, which sometimes that's fun, you know, but you know, there's not really a whole lot of, I guess the biggest thing with this game is going outside of your main objective and really like feeling the parts of the story that don't really get told, like all the environments, the music, the background. Um, I think that's what really pulls this game into, like pulls you into this game is the environment. I mean, the story is really good too, but you know, that like creepy feeling of, you know, splicers or you hear scratching on the walls or people laughing or <clears throat> footsteps or the droning steps of the big daddy as he roams around looking for his next uh, little sister. But I will say it kind of like all pulls you in, but it definitely, I don't know. I feel like it lacks a little bit of stuff here and there, um, but that's just me personally. I think it's a great game. I think it's a lot of fun and I definitely had a lot of fun playing it. But yeah, that, uh, that pretty much wraps up Bioshock, dude. So uh, now what are we going to do? I know I talked a lot of shit about playing the second one, but there are some unforeseen things that could be happening to the podcast in a good way, not in a bad way. So I'm going to, we're going to do like a little interstitial, you know, a couple of recordings, maybe like a week or two weeks of just kind of random stuff, kind of like what we did with, um, I don't remember if it was Pokemon or oh, it was Skyrim. Yeah, and we took a couple weeks off to just, I don't know, bullshit about what was going on in my Skyrim game. So I kind of think that's probably what's going to happen. I'll get some kind of gameplay recorded. I thought about doing like some shiny hunting and some like Pokemon raids and things like that. Just to just to kind of fill an hour, just to have some fun. And you never know, dude. It, what's even better than, you know, catching a shiny? Catching a shiny for all of you to see. But yeah, it is. It is. I will say I'm kind of anxious to see what game we play next. I have a couple of ideas. Like I said, there's some things that could be happening, and I don't want to spoil anything. Let's just say it's gonna be, <clears throat> it's gonna be a good time. But yeah, the uh, I talked a little bit about playing Pokemon Violet just on my own time. Ooh, sorry, that is the wife texting. But um, no, I played a little bit of. Sorry, I haven't played any of Violet yet, but I am on my way to. Breed, well, I'm not really breeding, but <clears throat> I'm on my way to an all shiny team in Pokemon Violet. If there is a, if you got a favorite Pokemon or like somebody that you think would just be a badass shiny to have on a team, you send in your team suggestions. I've already got three slots filled. I am open to, I guess, what is open to suggestions? There we go. But yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to playing Violet. I know Cameron, our glorious dungeon master, had a lot of fun playing Scarlet even after Violet. So I really am looking forward to seeing what goes on there, and uh, don't yeah don't be skipping out on those uh, couch in the dungeon episodes on Saturdays. Those things are pretty damn good, I will say. Uh, Cameron does a great job at just kind of getting in there and smacking you with the information so you can build your story or play D and D yourself. And we encourage you guys to send in those questions if you guys want to hear us hear a specific or delve in deeper about. You know, D and D. Send us an email. Send us a message, and we can. You know, we'll try to dig up whatever information you need to uh, make it easier for you guys to play the game. Because trust me, we have all hit the learning. We, we've probably been well. He told you he's been working on his campaign for two or three years now. So if you guys, I mean, we we have a plethora of D and D knowledge. Whether it's just ideas for kooky characters, you know, things that you wanna. You know, one of my favorite things is using magic outside of combat. Just for kind of like day-to-day -day things, like when you're playing in your story. But yeah, if you guys ever want 
I don't know, just ideas in general or anything help with world building or help with ideas or, you know, like, you know, hey, this is what I've got and this is kind of where I want to go. Kind of guide me to what do you what you guys think we should do. But, yeah, the lines are always open, man. And I have been talking to Cameron about doing a co-op couch in the dungeon. And I don't know, maybe just talk about <clears throat> it'd be fun to get together because I've DM myself a couple times. I've never really did a, a lot of world building. I guess the world building I do is for very short games because I can never get fully committed to building a whole entire world. I've helped Cameron do a little bit of world building myself in his world. But yeah, it's the uh, it's a lot of time and it's a lot of focus. Like like he said, sometimes you'll get wrapped up into stuff and it'll just build and build and build off of whatever. But yeah, it definitely is it definitely is a lot of fun when you get out there and just kind of do your own thing, man. But yeah, send in those questions about D and D gaming, whatever. You know, maybe you want to. You know what would be really fun is uh, battling some of you guys. If you guys play Pokemon and you want. If you want some smoke in a battle, dude, email me or whatever. Hit me on Twitter, and uh, I'm open for challenges. So, but beware, I'm not like a super competitive. Like I don't know, you know, I don't have all my cookies in a jar, but I, I got some pretty good aces that uh, I think I did actually battle. <clears throat> I think it was like two or three nights ago. I was like, you know what? I've never battled online before. I was like, let's just do it. So I ended up with it was like a three v three, and I had. My shiny great tusk with holding like the, what is it, that booster capsule or whatever. And so I entered the battle and it's, you know, I forget what they even had. Oh, they had a muck. That's what it was. They were, I was like, okay, muck. I was like, I can respect this. And I hit it with an earthquake and I like took half health off of it. And I was like, all right, cool. And it terratized. The person I was battling terratized. They went into like a water type terra. I earthquaked again. And boom, knocked out their muck. And I was like, okay, dude, hell yeah, let's do this. One down. They threw out a Mimikyu, and it was shiny. And a shiny Mimikyu is like white and gray. Dude, so, so badass for a shiny. But it has, you know, if you know Mimikyu, it has the disguise ability, which basically allows you to hit it once, and it has like a fail-safe hit. But I hit it once, got rid of its disguise. It was trying to set up on something on the first move. I forget what it did. But the second move it tried was uh, Thunder Wave, and it doesn't affect me because I'm ground type, and it said does not affect it. And then all of a sudden it was like, you win. Player left the game. I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. You had your setup with your Mimikyu and you're paralyzed, thinking you're going to outspeed me to begin with. Not going to happen. I do realize that like some of the Paradox Pokemon are kind of broken and competitive, but it said it wasn't, <clears throat> you know, there's no restrictions. So I said, you want to smoke, bro? Come get it. But yeah, it was uh, definitely an interesting fight. I'd love to do more, you know, fan fights. If you uh, if you guys want to get in on, you know, it'd be cool to have a little competition, get our dungeon master involved. You know, what would be really fun is do a double battle, me and Cameron versus any of you guys out there listening. So yeah, that'd be really fun. I think it'd be really cool. But uh, that's all I got this week. We have finished up Bioshock. Oh yeah, the first game we finished while recording our gameplay, and I will say it turned out really, really good, and I had a lot of fun doing it, so I am anxious to see where we go from here and uh, what games we play next. <clears throat> but that's all I got for this week. Make sure you guys tune in and follow anywhere you follow your podcast, and follow me wherever you follow stuff at. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you know, all those places. I say it every ep- every week, every episode. But yeah, send in your messages, your suggestions, send in whatever you want, and uh, we'll talk about it. 
So until then, I will see you guys on Friday for the deep dive. And it's going to be a good one, so uh, don't miss out. And I will see you guys next week or later this week, just whenever. See you next time.